This is Boss Ladies. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on Boss Ladies. I'm so excited to have you today. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So I'm here today with Jennifer Randall. She's the EVP of Finance and Operations at the Chernin Group, which is a multi-stage investment firm dedicated to building consumer businesses. Their portfolio include a ton of companies you all know, like Zola, Headspace, Cameo, SoundCloud, etc. Um, so can you start by telling us a little bit about you and your career journey that led you to your role as EVP of Finance and Operations at TCG? Yeah, sure. It's been a journey. I will say that. I started my career, I'm going to say after college, at KPMG. I was at KPMG for a couple of years. And after speaking with, you know, a few people, I encountered upon a mentor who was the CFO of Sequoia. And I started learning more about what she does. And I was like, oh, my God, I really love that. I want to do that. So while I was at KPMG, I tried to like figure out the best way to be able to like penetrate the VC PE world. And so while I was an auditor, I did a rotation into tax because everyone was like, oh my God, I'm afraid of tax. I don't know what to do. And I knew being <laughs> in a VC PE shop, it, you know, the teams were lean and you would need to do both. I did that. And then I, so I, I did a rotation into the tax team and I was, I ended up staying there prior to getting a position at a VC firm, which was Worldview Technology Partners at the time. So that was like my first, you know, like entrance into the VC world. And I loved it. And I was there, you know, I, I started off as a senior like fund accountant and quickly like rise, rose through the ranks to become the controller there. After four years, it was just something that I loved doing. And then, you know, after having my son, I wanted to move back to Southern California and, you know, starting look, started to look into other opportunities. I got the great opportunity to go to uh, Century Park Capital Partners, which is a small private equity fund that had just spun off from Hulahan Loki. And so there I got the opportunity to basically build the back office from scratch. I was super thankful for the opportunity. And I spent seven years there prior coming to uh, prior to coming to TCG, and you know I, honestly I wasn't looking to leave. It was more I was like passively looking. Like I've been here for seven years. You know, some a recruiter called me and said, "Hey Jennifer, do you know Peter Chernin?" And I'm like, "Absolutely, I know Peter <laughs> Peter Chernin." And they were like, well, they ha he has this opportunity. I'm not sure if you'd be interested in it. And I was like, well, you know what? Why, why not? Like, let me let me look at it. And and it was one of those like interviews that I was just like, oh, this is just a go see. I just I want to brush up on my interview skills. And it was so amazing. We spent like I'll never forget, like two hours on a Friday, you know, with the interview process and just learning more about the company. And albeit was very different than, you know, the past call it 11 years that I spent in VC and PE, it was just one of those things that I'm like, oh my God, I could, I, I see this as a learning opportunity. And most people I would say would probably have been afraid because it was very different than what mm -hmm. I was used to. And so then I got a call and they're like, yeah, Jennifer, they want to move forward. And I was like, wait, okay, this is, this just got real. And, <laughs> and 
I would say almost nine years to the day I've been there and it has been a tremendous learning experience. And it's something that it was at a point in my career that was right on time because I was so ready to learn. I wanted to do more. I wanted to kind of get out of my comfort zone. And this this place has truly taken me out of my <laughs> comfort zone. There's been bumps along the way and bruises, but I've learned a ton. And I think for that reason and my desire to learn has helped me kind of hopefully be successful in this position. Absolutely. And it sounds like throughout your career, people have really empowered you to take on these leadership roles, which is really awesome to hear. I would say that, you know, yes. And I think it's because I've never been afraid to kind of like jump in, figure it out and roll up my sleeves and do whatever it it takes to get the job done. When I came to TCG, I had to bring again, the back office in-house, which it was not, there was, there were, there was really, there was actually no infrastructure in place and to be empowered to do that yet again on, I would say on a larger scale, it was, you know, scary, but it was something that I was, I guess I'm still proud that they had given me the opportunity to do so. That's very awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like now? So I wear multiple hats. I know we are, yes, we are a PE firm, but we also have film and TV production activities. And so we're doing various things. And so I'm constantly having to switch focus. So depending on what the need is for that day and what that moment is, it could be I need to get financials out. It could be I need to review things. It could be I need to work on our the DNO insurance. It could be it's so many different things, which has been what has kept me going for so long. It's because it's not like I come in and I know what I'm going to do. I, I have a plan of what I'm going to do, but there's always, and I will say always something that generally de- derails that plan, but it's something that I enjoy doing. At the end of the day, I feel like that's what matters most, right? Is that you enjoy the day to day. I think, you know, that for me is key. And I work as if I don't need the money, although I do, but I work as if I don't, because that's how much I enjoy doing what I do. And I enjoy being of service because as a back office, you, you know, you are, uh, you know, at the service of the company, but I enjoy being helpful and I enjoy, you know, making sure things are taken care of and they have the information that they need to run the business as efficiently and effectively as they can. That's very awesome to hear because I feel like a lot of people don't find that, right? They they are money driven. They're just trying to, you know, get through the day, wait, hoping it's five o'clock or 5.30 and just, you know, get there as quickly as possible. So I, I love, and you can easily tell and see your passion um, for your job, which is so, so amazing. It sounds like from everything you've said though, it's a very busy job stressful, a lot of different moving parts, a lot to keep track of. Can you talk to us a little bit about work-life balance? I mean, you have four kids, right? I do. I have four boys. Yes. You have four, yeah. So you have four children and you have this super time-consuming, stressful job. How do you manage both? Like, How do you keep that work-life balance? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, If there were such a thing as balance... I would say, 
you know, I think it's just perspective, right? And I and I and I say this because I, and it sounds crazy, but I feel like being a mom of four has helped me, you know, I guess be better positioned for this job and that it allows me like there's pure full on chaos. I mean, if you can imagine a house full of boys and so when I go <laughs> to work, it's the same level of chaos, but I approach it in a way of where, you know, I'm calm. People are always like, well, Jennifer, how are you so calm? How are you? And I'm just like, I'm so used to chaos that it doesn't impact me. Right. So my, my goal is to hopefully help you think about like, okay, like if Jennifer can approach it this way, okay, it's not that bad. And I try to bring or approach every problem, every solution and, you know, very methodically and strategically and like, okay, what do we need to do? How are we going to get there? And let's just figure out how to get there. And that's the same way I have to be at home, right? Like there's boys fighting, there's, you know, and I'm like, okay, what are you guys fighting about? Like, and it's not, and I think you have to be that way. And I think if I didn't, if I didn't have, you know, like a household of boys, I may be on edge about everything, but I think being that and like living in it helps me work in it. And, and I, and I think I, I, I pick my battles, right. And I have learned not to, you know, stress over things for which I don't have any control. And if I don't have control over it and I'm a control freak, I'll admit that. But if I don't have control over it, I just say, you know what, I'm doing the best that I can do and that's it. And there's no reason, the, the more stress that's and the cute. more that I try to yeah, no, right? Because the more you add, like, if you blow up yeah. on everything, it's just added stress. And I'm just like, you know what? That's, that's not going to help. It's not going to, the screaming, the, the, it's not going to help. So that's, it's not worth it. Let's just figure out how we can fix it. It's all fixable and move forward. And that, and I think really comes from me being a mom and a mom. So do you feel like, <laughs> four boys, um, yeah. do you feel like, you were reactive earlier on in your career and learned this, or do you feel like this is yeah. something, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of the learning process that went into that? Yeah, for sure. And I would say before, you know, like, and I, and I'd say before, and this was probably after my first son and it was kind of like, I used to like stress about everything. And I was just very like, I, a taskmaster, like I have to get this, 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 this done. And while I'm still that way, I've given myself a little bit of grace, right? And I'm just like, okay, Jennifer, like you, you can't control that. And I used to always, you know, anything that was within my control, I felt like I could do it all. And then when you realize like, okay, that's unrealistic, right? As the more your role expands, the less realistic that becomes and not, you know, and, and I say that too, because when you have from one kid to two kids, to three kids, to four kids, and as you kind of grow professionally as, you know, entry level and mid, you know, management and beyond, you realize like those worlds collide and you can't do everything. And guess what? You're going to have to rely on other people. Right. And you're going to have to say, you know what, I can't get this done or, you know what, this is really not that, big of a deal. This is what we need to do. And I think those worlds colliding almost at the same time for me has really helped me 
put things into perspective and just figure out, okay, what needs to be done and figure out a plan and getting them done. And some, and sometimes those things aren't going to happen as you want them to happen, but I have to feel comfortable that I have given it my all and I give my all in everything that I do. And I've done the best that I can do that for things for which were in my control. And that's it. I feel like delegating is like the hardest skill to learn because when once you hand it off to someone, you, like you said, you lose that control, but obviously you want to still have some sort of control because assuming it came through you, it's sort of your thing to make sure. So like managing, how do, like, how do you, how do you delegate? I guess. (laughs) No. And that's funny. Like it was, and you know, if my boss were listening to this, he, you know, he, 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 he's always, that's always been something that uh, he considers as an area of opportunity for me. And, and I say that, you know, both personally and professionally, because I want to do everything where it comes with my kids. I want to do everything at work. And, you know, I've learned, I've had to, you know, although he, like most people don't see it because I still try to own it. Um, but I do, I have worked, you know, very hard and actually done some professional coaching to help me better delegate and trust. And, you know, and, and because I think it empowers the person and it empowers you, it's, it, there's a lot that comes with delegation. And what I can tell you, and I'll sh- it, it's like, what helped me really let go professionally is the fact that I've had to, you know, if you can delegate responsibilities where your kids are concerned, which are your most important prized possessions, I, I say for me, then you should be able to let that work go and delegate that <laughs> as well, right? And so when I, when I put that into perspective myself, I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And I think it was just little by little. And each with with the kids, like when you have to go back to work and either they go to daycare or you have to have them with the nanny, that's delegating that part of your responsibility, right? And, And so I had to look at it from that perspective to help me slowly but surely, you know, give things away. And so while people on my team, they would probably tell you, yeah, Jennifer doesn't have a problem delegating. But people yeah. from the top, they're like, she has a problem delegating. But it's just <laughs> perception versus, I think, yeah. the reality. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's so interesting. And definitely, I mean, I struggle with it too. And, you know, I'm not a manager yet. I hope to be one day. But it's funny. It's like you want to delegate because in a sense, like, great. Then you have more time to do the things you need to do. Right. But right. then you also sort of want to maintain some sort of ownership. So it is a, a tricky balance. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's trust. And I, what I had to learn, too, is that that comes with trusting people. Right. And so hiring people and developing people builds that trust. And so for me, and that's making that investment and allowing them to mess up and fix it and knowing that if they mess up it's not the end of the world and it's a team and I it's not ever if there is a you know a, a mix up or what have you it's not like oh so and so did that it's about okay we did this this is something that we need to fix and we own it together as a team and I had to to learn that and allowing them to do that and feel like they're learning from their mistakes because trust me I I continue to make them I've made them but I try not to make them twice and I learn from them and I grow from them. And so I have to allow other people to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to jump back to work-life balance for a second. 
and talk to you about like how has that changed now that you're working from home, right? You're talking about how you deal with all the stress at work and then you come home and you have a different set of stress and they're similar and you have similar, you know, thoughts managing and staying calm in both of them. But now that's all, that's all together, right? It's all happening in the same place. How do you handle that? You know, like at first, I can tell you the first, so it's been what a year, maybe a year now, right? From this whole like pandemic work from home. And it, at first it was hard. I will tell you that it was hard because, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have a dedicated space and it was everything was just kind of blended and new. I worked from home one day a week. And then, so that one day a week went to five days a week and the kids, when I'm home, you know, I try to be home. I try to be engaged. And so they were like, Oh, mom's home. We can, you know, like mom, 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 mom. And I, and, <laughs> and of course you want, you know, like you, I felt badly like, well, no, I have to work. No, 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 no. And so it was hard trying to establish those boundaries, right? And so, you know, we're still a year in working through those boundaries, but I think now they kind of understand mom's working and I, I, I do have help. So I'm thankful for all of that. But, you know, I, and I know there are challenges with trying to be the teacher, the mom, the caregiver, all of those things. And all of those, I, I have those same challenges. But for me personally, I try to look at the silver lining of everything, which I think is also what helps me keep my calmness at times, is that I have, with being, you know, at home and working from home, I have say, I, I spend more time with my kids and there's quality time in that we can eat dinner together, we work out together, we go for walks in the evening together, which I didn't have before because I was you know, in the car in traffic, or I was at work trying to wait for traffic to die down. And so now I can trade off and spend that time with them. And then if I have to jump back into work, I can, because I don't have to worry about waking up the next morning, you know, getting ready, getting the kids off to school. And so there has been a trade off for me and for which I'm thankful for. And it has helped me, you know, I try to see like what what did I get out of this? Right. And what I got out of it is I can see the importance of spending that time with them. And now, you know, making that a priority and figuring out how I can incorporate that once, you know, we go back to normal, whatever that normal is. Yeah. You talk about setting boundaries early on and how that really helped. What does that look like for you? Is that, you know, if you're in the office space, no kids is like, tell me about that. This is all new to everyone, right? It wasn't like this was something we just kind of like, oh, this we know what this means. Like they didn't, they had to learn. I had to learn and I had to learn how to help to really teach them, right? Like, okay, this is what this means. And if I'm on a Zoom, I need you not to come in here. If you see me on the phone and I'll give hand signals too, right? It'll be like one second <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then they'll go out. And so, but, but I, I think, love that, that. yeah, and I think that just, that came with, you know, like, and then even afterwards, I would be like, okay, when mom's on the phone, I need you to give me a minute when I'm done, I'll come out. And so me doing that gave them, they were like, okay, so when she's done, she will come out and she will do this. Or like, if I have a minute and I'll say, okay, let's, you know, sit here, I can help you with your homework while I'm on this break. I don't, I have a break between my next call or something that I have to do. So I think that little, you know, like one, setting those boundaries, having those conversations and helping them understand, 
what I'm doing and the importance of it helps them understand like, okay, this is what mom needs to do. So let her do it. And she'll, she, when she's done, she'll come. So I think, I think it's, I think it's communication. Like as I talk through it, it's more the communication of it all. It's interesting. In the beginning, you talked about how you're really passionate, obviously, about learning. And it sounds like you've made this a really positive learning experience for them. So that's very, very cool to hear. And you, and, and you know what? And, and it's funny because I they always, in their mind, they always say, oh, mom works really hard. Mom, you know, works hard for us and all of these things. And allowing them to like come into this world because I was always at the office. Right. Or I would, when I worked from home, I would work from a coffee shop. So they actually never got to see or hear what I do. Right. And so now they actually hear that you, they hear what I do or they'll come in and I'm like, mom, what's that? And so it, the worlds have actually collided to where they're like, oh, now I can really see why mom is so busy and what she's doing all the, you know, all the time when she's at work. And that's something that they never really. Yeah. I'm sure that's super inspirational for them too. I think, you know, and it's funny, like I, I never thought so until like my oldest son who was 17 and he, you know, he was writing his college applications. And when I was reading them, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that you actually paid attention. And, <laughs> and well, I didn't, because like, you know, you just do what you do and you don't think about it. Right. And when he said that, and I was like, oh, okay. And I mean, the other part is like, well, mom, I can tell you this. I never want to be an accountant. <laughs> He's like, I, I know what I don't want to do. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That's actually so funny. Um, what advice do you have for other moms who are, you know, still, whether, whether you know, we're still in this virtual world for a while or whether we become, you know, more integrated into this new normal and maybe go back to the office? Like, what's some advice you have for just work-life balance in general, whether it's for moms or anyone? You really? know, what I'd say and I would, I, what I wish someone would have told me is to give yourself some grace, right? I think we all handle so much and we're all responsible for so much and want to do so much, but we never, you know, give ourselves grace and, and acknowledge like what we're trying to juggle and how well we're doing it. We focus on what we're not able to do and what we're not doing rather than focus on all that we're doing. So like that, that's the advice I would do is give yourself some grace and acknowledge and give yourself a pat on the back for what you are doing and what you have accomplished. I think that's incredible. And and I feel like in the pandemic, I felt this, I can't speak for everyone, but I felt a lot more guilt about what I'm not doing. And I like that your advice is really to just give yourself that grace. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I'd say that. And, that, you know, as I say it out loud, it's something that I'm learning to live by. And, you know, I'm in practice in my day because I, I don't. I think we're our harsh, our harshest critics, right? We yeah. are harder on ourselves. But, you know, as I tell this to people and I tell it to people often is that we have to allow ourselves some grace and really, really applaud ourselves for what we're able to do and what we're able to manage as moms, as professionals, as, you know, everything, as a wife and our spouse or what have you, like we are doing the best that we can. And if you know that you're given your all, then you have to say, you know what, 
this is what I'm giving and I'm doing a darn good job of it. And we don't do that enough. I definitely couldn't agree more on that. (laughs) (laughs) To end, I want to end on a positive note. Can you share with me what you feel is one of your greatest accomplishments? Yeah. You know, like, and I, I hate to be this person, but I would say my greatest accomplishment is being a mom. And I'll tell you why. It is because I, you know, my sons have given me purpose. And that purpose is to be the best that I can be so that I can be an example for them. And it took me a long time to kind of realize that. And, you know, but as I look at my sons and as, you know, as I said earlier about my son's, you know, college applications and just the things that they have shared with me while I've been at home, it really enforces that because I didn't really think about it. Like my sons are like, mom, you know, because you work hard, we have exposure to this and you have, you know, made us want to work hard and all of those things. And so for me, like that is being a mom is probably the hardest yet most rewarding job or position there is for me. So I could not love that more. And that is the perfect note for us to end on. Thank you so much for being on Boss Ladies today. No, thank you for having me. This is fun. It's my first podcast. So hopefully I I served you well. (laughs) (laughs) You crushed it. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Boss Ladies. Check back next week for a new episode. Visit us at www.bossladiespodcast.com for more information about the show or follow us at Boss Ladies Podcast on Instagram. Rate, like, and follow the show on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Mm